Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 94. Philly and, uh, and I are, are chipping away, chipping away, putting in the work, back at it, slowly progressing to episode 100. Little by little, we're making our way to uh, 200. It's pretty cool, pretty exciting. Uh, it still feels like very weird to look at it and be like, man, we've almost done a hundred episodes of the last podcast, but if you're not, if you're not watching right now, um, if you're on YouTube, go over and check out on YouTube, McGee and I just like randomly got on here, both rocking red shirts, leather, <laughs> yeah, leather chairs, Mike set up the same completely unplanned, but ended up yeah. working out pretty well here. So yeah. it's the Sunday red, both Nike Sunday reds too. So yeah. Little tiger action for you there. Yeah. Yeah. Just just go check out our YouTube if you haven't. Just do yeah, it. Yeah. Go subscribe to our YouTube. Go give it a subscribe. Come on. Um, and I, I just want to say, like, as we get to 100, Ladapalooza is happening. So maybe that by the time we get to 100, I think I'll be back at school because I'm leaving Wednesday, next, either next Wednesday or next Thursday. Yeah. Um, so I guess like three days from when this episode will release on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then from there, a few more weeks in, once I get rolling and get my kind of schedule down pat and then know what I got to do, we can, we can schedule something and do a little celebration. Yeah. That imagine for episode a hundred celebration for yeah, the boys. Yeah. It could be a good way to do it. I think that's what we have to do. Yeah. I can, I back it. I think that's a good idea. We got six, five weeks, six weeks, essentially yeah. leading up to this. We got to figure out a lot of Palooza event. Maybe we could throw it just in your backyard. Keep it simple. Keep it small. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, record an episode in Waterloo together. Another episode back together. And uh, yeah, celebrate a hundred. That could be a fun way to do it, Mickey. I like I, it. I think that's what we have to do. I think there's no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts. And like the, the, this, it will be for 100, whether it actually happens before or after it'll probably be before because six weeks is a pretty long time from now mm-hmm. i think we do it early if we're going to do it it's going to be early but it'll maybe be we do it the 100. weekend of 100 so 100 yeah. will come out on the monday we do it that weekend if we can slide it in there at the yeah that's a great idea so i think we, we should on be like saturday to. night and then monday the episode comes out oh yeah now we got to do saturday like during the day i have like well, a little yes, vision yes. in mind i have a vision okay. in mind of, of what to like how to make it good how to make it memorable for all for all the supporters and just friends and Maybe not family, but friends. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll do it upright. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, McGee, let's get into our player battle here right away. I think we got a good one, strictly because of the one guy. I'm pretty pumped about this one guy. He's got a great nickname. It's kind of like an iconic nickname. You know, like we've had uh, we've had some good nicknames along the way here, D- like Doug Killer Gilmore in last oh, week's yeah. episode, um, Sid the Kid, all those kinds of nicknames. But this one is just like, especially if you're from Canada and us wearing the red today, perfect for this guy. Yeah, It's it's a great, great nickname. It's something we could all, I don't even know, like how do you, how would you put it? It's something we can all resonate with, I guess. It's like, you, you just loved, imagine you were a kid and you, you grow up and like that becomes your nickname. Like this guy's yeah. nickname becomes your nickname. It's pretty incredible. So before, without teasing it anymore, episode 94, our player battle, We've had a player battle very similar to this one, but these aren't made up competitions by us. So you got to remember that these are competitions that we found that are legitimate competitions that exist in this world. They go on every single year. So the other one that's very similar is the cow chip throwing contest where you throw a piece of cow poo as far as you can. This one is the cell phone throwing contest. So a little bit about the cell phone throwing contest here. It's in, it's originated in Finland and it's held in Finland every year. 
Finland is the home of the air guitar and wife carrying championship. So this one is also home to two very interesting competitions as well. Uh, it's also now home to the new national sport cell phone throwing. It's determined in Savon Lina, Finland every year since 2000 and contestants throw for the longest distance and best technique with phones that are provided or donated. None of these phones that are provided or donated are functional and all of which are responsibly recycled afterwards. That was a very key note in the competition breakdown. The uh, it's very, very simple. You just stand on the line and throw the phone as far as you possibly can for this throw wins. I guess the best technique applies to that just in terms of how far you can throw it, but the prize for the winner McGee, a brand new cell phone. Wow. Yeah. Finland's doing it right. <laughs> I, I would love to visit Finland with all their cool competitions. Not only that, but that when Phil Pritchard came on the show, the keeper of the cup, and we said, what yeah. was the best Stanley Cup party you've ever been a part of? He said, Timo Solani. Finland. Finland. Yeah. Yeah. So right, Finland actually, is just... I didn't even think about that. They've, they've, they're doing something right, at least. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And then they're always up there for like the best quality of life in the world. Like Finland's always near the top of that list. Yeah. Um, so, man, I don't know. Must be something in the water, but the Finns are uh, they're a good group over there. So for this competition, two athletes, I was trying to find some athletes that would be like kind of known or like interesting to put against each other. There's obviously some NFL guys didn't really know much about them. Like I had never heard of them. I didn't know if you would have ever heard of them. And then, uh, there was a NASCAR driver who got thrown in there. Whose number was 94. And then the only NBA player active or former who wore number 94 was Evan Fournier. And I was like, ah, I don't know. This guy doesn't really, doesn't really, uh, get the clicks he's not yeah. that exciting yeah. of a player I, I, to be i had in. him on my fantasy team for a bit but <laughs> fair enough fair and enough. he got traded to the celtics and fell off but then the guy yeah. showed out in the in the olympics yes out of nowhere did. you thought the meme going around where fournier's at the line and, and dame lillard is just like standing there like what the hell like yeah fournier was just going off that game and he's like the international players are just something they're just a different animal in the same beast during those olympic <laughs> yeah. games repping their repping their home countries yeah, exactly. But McGee, let's get into it here. Our two contestants, pretty good contestants, both hockey players, both former NHLers. Here we go. Our first competitor, he was drafted in the 10th round, 256 overall in the 1994 NHL entry draft by the Toronto Maple Leafs. After starting his career with the Leafs, he carved a seven-year NHL career for himself, also playing for the Phoenix Coyotes, Montreal Canadiens, Chicago Blackhawks, and the Washington Capitals. In 502 NHL games played, he totaled 160 goals and 126 assists for 286 points a world junior silver medalist and a Dell hockey champion, a five foot 10, 196 pound left winger from Voskresensk, Russia, Sergei Berezin. His competitor in the episode 94 cell phone throwing competition. He was drafted in the first round sixth overall in the 1994 NHL entry draft by the Edmonton Oilers. Through a 19-year NHL career, he played for the Oilers, New York Islanders, Colorado Avalanche, and the Los Angeles Kings. In 1,270 games played, he totaled 386 goals and 456 assists for 842 points. A World Junior Gold Medalist, an Olympic Gold Medalist, a two-time World Champion Gold Medalist, and a World Cup Gold Medalist. A 6'2", 190-pound left winger from Banff, Alberta, 
Ryan, Captain Canada Smith. See, that name isn't like badass in terms of being like mean or scary, like killer or anything like that. Yeah. But just imagine your nickname was Captain Canada. Like That's Captain incredible. Canada. You're the only person who grabs that nickname, Captain Canada, and that's what you're recognized for. Yeah. The only knock with it is that, like, the reason he kind of became Captain Canada is because he was always playing in the World Championships. And the World Championships, if you're, like, familiar with the NHL, happens basically during the NHL playoffs and at the end of the NHL playoffs, and he was always playing in them. So, like... For him to be playing in them so frequently, his NHL teams weren't doing that great. Yeah, yeah. But like, still, Captain Canada, sick name. And it's not like that was like the only place that he won gold medals for Canada. He won them at the Olympics and he won them uh, World Juniors, World uh, World Cup as well. So yeah. pretty cool accomplishment to get. It is. And Ryan Smith was just such a likable guy. Like, yes. I feel like he was just a likable player. Um Man, and, and the one thing I noticed too is both of these guys that were 94 were drafted in 94. Yes, yes. So hmm. very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But uh cell phone throwing competition, Sergey Bears and Ryan Smith. Who do you think takes this one, McGee? Um, I think who the person who takes this one is just the person who's 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 able to flip that switch and just get to that next level. I've had a coach that threw a cell phone pretty hard once shattered all really? over the floor. Yeah. Just, just destroyed it screaming at us, just spikes that rated his feet and it, all the microchips and everything just like scattered. It was hilarious. Scared, like a little, little, like, I don't know. It was a little uh, strange at the time, but looking back, it's funny. I can't um, think of any coaches of throwing anything. The only one I can think of is when we were in a tournament in Calgary and one of our coaches threw a water bottle at the ref oh my god yeah yeah oh, so that's get, the only one did he get booted like what was the uh outcome he didn't because the ref didn't see who threw it and he thought it was the trainer so he booted the trainer <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and the trainer just took it on the chin and just left wow what a yeah. team player that trainer is oh my yeah. god i think i gotta give this one to uh sergey Berezin though something about the russian um i just think he could just get angry and just hawk that thing I think Ryan Smith is too even keeled. Um, Captain Canada, man. I just don't think he's, I don't know. I want to go Ryan Smith here, honestly. Um, Something about him being from Alberta just makes me think he's like this big, strong farm boy. You can just huck things around and like, yeah. I don't even know like if he grew up playing baseball or anything at all, but just him being in a farm, even if he honestly, I may be completely wrong. He may have just grown up right in the city, but like also Banff, Alberta, he was probably out there a bit. So like there's gotta be some level of grit to him. If you're from Alberta in general, I feel like you're just a gritty person. So like, I, I, I think Ryan Smith's got to take this one. I think he's just a big, strong boy who can just launch things. Yeah. I feel like he may get pissed off at technology too. Cause he's like, the kind fuck is this? Head. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just That's true. launch just, it. Yeah. His, his font is too small. He's right now. He's probably at the age where he's got to put on the reading glasses and kind of, kind of hold it out a little bit. Like <laughs> yeah. see the, see the words on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that, man. Oh, this is tough though. I just, he may have swung me. I, I might have to go Ryan Smith as well on this. I think he's just, 
good guy, Captain Canada, like long career, big, strong guy, six foot two, 190 pounds mm-hmm. from Alberta. I think he's got that power behind him. I think it's Ryan Smith all the day, all day for me. I just don't think I can give it to Sergey Berezin. I, I just, for the life of me, I just can't come up with like a good enough reason that, that it should be Berezin. You just, you just thought like Berezin was the guy. Yeah. Roll, and roll it, strictly, it. strictly due to his, his Russian back, just because it's Russian. That's it. Fair. I know actually, Fair. I know actual uh, reason behind that. I just thought I can't do it now though. It's gotta be Smith. It's gotta <laughs> yeah. be. There it is. Episode 94, cell phone throwing champion, Ryan Smith. Ryan, Captain Canada Smith. But uh, you were talking about likable athletes there and how you think Ryan Smith would be a likable athlete. I was watching, I just finished watching before we started recording this, the BMW championship, uh, the yeah. golf championship. And if you weren't watching, uh, if you if you have a chance, go watch the highlights of it because it is a prime, prime example of just being able to hate on a guy and being so happy to watch them crumble. I feel kind of bad because like, they're obviously a person too, but like out of all the stories that have come out about this guy, it makes him so easy to hate. And that's Bryson DeChambeau. He, um, he goes to a six hole playoff with Patrick Cantley and Cantley was playing disgusting. Like this guy pulled off a comeback of all time to be able to push it to six holes. He had ice in his veins all the way through, like on the 18th hole, DeChambeau was up one and Cantley had to sink an 18 foot putt to send it to a playoff and just drains it. DeChambeau missed like a shorter putt to be able to lock it up. And then, uh, as it pushed on, like, Cantley was just knocking down putts to Shambo was crumbing and throwing it everywhere. And the best part was earlier in the round, probably around like, I feel like hole 13, 14, maybe DeShambo was about to like go up and swing and Cantley was walking way off in the back behind DeShambo. So not even like in his line of sight, DeShambo steps away from the ball and just like disgustingly turns and looks at him and goes, Patrick, can you stop walking? And then like makes him stop. So he has to stop and DeChambeau hits the ball. And even the commentators were like, why would he say that? Like, just step away from the ball and then step up again. Like, it doesn't make any effect. Like, why do you need to say something? And then from that point on, it just like, it was a, it was a story. Like it was a theme of the rest of the competition because they just kept saying like DeChambeau got in his own head from saying that. And he just Mm -hmm. crumbled. It was so fun to watch him go down. I know you don't watch golf as much, McGee, but like DeChambeau is just fun to root against. He just seems like a bad guy. He does. I mean, I follow, I follow like a couple of golf pages, like Zyre Golf and all those ones. Yeah. But like I, I saw the, I saw exactly, like I read about exactly the same story you were talking about, how he told him to stop walking. And apparently that shot just like completely like fucked it and put it like 40 feet short and like just was yeah, not like, a good shot anyway. Like, yeah. So I don't know what this guy's doing. Everything I, I, I've read with the whole beef with him and uh, Kapka, like just everything. <laughs> he just seems like a baby, man. Yeah, he does. He's such a, he's such a mental midget, honestly, yeah. like, cause he's the one who uh, called out his driver supplier and basically said his driver wasn't good enough. And the driver supplier came back and like shot back at him and was basically like, what do you want us to do? Like we do everything we possibly can for you and nothing is ever good enough. Like what are we supposed to do? And then that's when Kepka came out and they asked him in the interview about his driver and Kepka was like, Oh, I love my driver. <laughs> like, yeah. Best team working for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so funny because like everyone just rips on this guy and like the type of player he is. And even just watching him on the course, he just is like so hateable, but it started to get me thinking like, 
who are some of the most hateable athletes or who are some athletes that you hate the most me or hated the most, at least. I don't know. This may be a little rude for me to say, but like, it's just something about some like French Canadian hockey players kind of just like rub, oh, rub me the wrong page, way. dude. Same page. And like, okay, not all of them. Cause there are some French Canadian, like obviously everyone loves Mario Lemieux and like, there's a few other like French Canadian hockey players that I do enjoy. But I don't know, just something about the the, the Quebecois rub me the wrong way. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Like I'm I'm sorry, guys. Like, I don't mean that. Like I'm sure you guys are good people, but maybe just on the ice, it's a different story. Yeah. Um, because I just the one guy I wrote down here that like I specifically just came up was Alex Burrows. Yeah, hated him. Hated yeah. him. Uh, and I, I honestly, he just just a little prick, man. Just a little whiny, like kind of dirty. Um. Yeah. And you know who else is like a French Canadian? He's not from Quebec, but like he's from that party playing the QMJHL, Brad Marchant. Yeah. Like, I, like scumbag I don't, I don't, rat. Yeah, little rat. That's right. It's just. I hate him. I hate him. Mm-hmm. Marchant is just such a greasy, greasy player and just so like disgusting. I actually, I'm trying to think of like some other French Canadian players that you just like. Hey, like, who are some other guys? Let me let me see if I can just come up with a list here. Because like Brad Marchand was just is just disgusting. Like I hate that guy. He's a rat. And then uh, you go to like Jonathan Drouin. I kind of I kind of hate too. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like these guys. Okay, so here's some other ones. So I obviously had Deshambo. You had Alex Burrows. Um, another golfer, Patrick Reed. Um, he is just, if you ever get a chance to just like go and search up articles about Patrick Reed and like the scumbag things he's done, go do it. It's pretty, it's like, oh, so cringy. Cause he's like terrible. And like, this is a guy whose wife apparently has made a burner account that like tweets about all these things about him and like says how good of a player he is. And then oh, rips no. his sponsors and rips other players and all that stuff. Um, but he's a guy who like, you know, when you're out playing with your buddies and like, you'll look at them and you, you've got a shit lie and you're like, they're like, ah, just pull it out of there or whatever. Or like, maybe you just pull a greasy one and just like push it a little bit away from the tree so you can hit it, whatever the yeah. case is. This guy does it on tour. And like, you're not allowed to do that. Like it's yeah. a penalty. And he just like finds ways to like nudge it with his foot or like shit like that. That it's is greasy. so scumbag. But if you're like a golf wife or like, like just stay out of it, man. Like what the hell are you doing? Like you, you not even your husband. Has... If you're just like a pro athlete's spouse, family, it's just family or friends. Stay out of it. Yeah, I'm saying specifically spouse in this case because it's like you're the one who's reaping all the benefits of his playing career. Like Fact, yeah. he's got a pretty unreal job where you get to go and like travel around the world, the most scenic destinations. Like only compete on weekends. Get to go have a great grand old time, make millions of dollars by playing a game. Yeah, and then you're just full of complaints and negativity. Like, shut up! <laughs> yeah. Just realize how fortunate you are to be in your shoes. Just shut and up. The one thing too with golf is like all the destinations that they plan have to be nice weather. Yeah, because you play it, you have to play outside. Like, if you were a hockey or a football or even like a soccer to an extent, spouse, like they could play in sh- or basketball. They could play in shit weather. Like, you could end up in like in Cleveland. Right, you could live in Cleveland. And then like have to deal with that weather all year round or like Detroit or 
Toronto or like the cities may be nice, but like the weather could be shit. Whereas like in golf, this weather is always primo. Like you're always somewhere where it's really, really nice. So like just that added factor of like, all right, shut your app. Like let the, let the spouse play men's or women's sports. It doesn't matter. Just like shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. That's, that's our takeaway. If you're like dating a a player or your, your, whatever like you're going to you're going to go pro eventually and then you have a girlfriend that's just like yapping or or you're a girl who's going pro in her sport and your your boyfriend is trying to get involved like just tell them to shut the hell up (laughs) yeah that's that's that is our takeaway like the thing is you can you can internally or within your family or within your friends be upset about things don't take it public because like it makes it harder for your spouse too like yeah. it and really, you're so really far does. removed from every p- potential situation. Like, yeah, it's so absolutely zero to do with you. Yeah. And you're just, they're just sitting back collecting the benefits and just probably live in a beautiful house, probably have a beautiful family. Yeah. Like just, just shut up. Enjoy it. Just shut up. <laughs> shut <laughs> just, your yeah, actually, that's not bad. Yeah. Just shut the hell up. Yeah. Take the your last- money and go. <laughs> The last player that I want to mention here that I most hateable athletes, I don't even hate this person, but uh, it's fun to hate on them. It's not even like, oh, like it's something like I'm like passionately hate them or hate on them, but it's just fun to hate on them. And I, and I try to like, I want to like make a distinction there of like hate them and hate on them because like hate them. I feel like for me is like Brad Marchand. Like I hate that guy hate their play, hate their personality, like, just hate, hate everything, about everything. Them. Like just, I hate that guy. Like mm-hmm. don't, I wouldn't even, it's one of those guys. Like I wouldn't want to come to the Leafs. Like I just hate him. Honestly. Like he's just like a disgusting player. And like, if he was doing that greasy shit in Toronto, I'd be like, fuck, fuck this guy. Like get him out of here. <laughs> like yeah. that kind of thing. Whereas like hate on them. I feel like it's just to like have fun being like they suck or like whatever, you know, just like chirp them all the time for like reactions or whatever. And that guy for me is LeBron James. He's so fun to hate on yeah. because I feel like the reaction that you get is better than anything ever because people love him so much that like the second you start to hate on him, they just lose their minds. Yeah, that is true. I, and I see you wrote down Kevin Durant here. He's another yeah. guy, obviously love him as a player, but it's so fun to hate on him just because everyone's like they're fake championships like <laughs> yeah everyone's just giving this guy such a hard time then he had that like sit down interview with uh draymond green yo one thing i do respect a lot about kevin durant though so he got caught with all those burners right where he was like yeah. tweeting back at people yeah if you ever just go like just go through his twitter he just like does it on his p- public account like not his private account he just goes at people on his public account so yeah. like i respect that because this guy is literally just like who cares like you want to come at me, I'll come right back at you. And he just defends himself and like attacks people on Twitter as well. And it's kind of like, you know what? He is a person too. Like he is out there. He does deserve some respect. So like let the guy live his life and he just goes at people on Twitter. So I respect that aspect of him. I like how he's defending himself, but man, same kind of thing. Like you're one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. Like who gives a flying, pardon my French, fuck about what (laughs) Joe Schmo yeah in their basement is his saying about like your ability dude like you're you're you he completely rev- like changed the game like it's true it's true but it's still like he has i get that, he's right? human and it gets right? in your like, head he does have the right he does have the right but like 
talk about and is it not more injury. entertaining when athletes go publicly and just it like, is. start going at back it at is people? it's 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 fun do you ever like we this? always want them to like have personality and oh, be out in sure. the public but then like the like you think about hockey players like they all just hide away imagine if like Imagine if Matthews or no, imagine if Marner after this last playoffs, because he didn't have a very good playoffs and was getting ripped online, just yeah. started going at people's throats on Twitter, just like shit talking them and telling them yeah. how how much of bums they are and how they don't understand hockey and all this stuff, just going at them because like that's how he legitimately feels. Like it's like okay, yo, chill a bit, but it's also like <laughs> I respect it because it's like we're getting some kind of personality out of them. Yeah, that's true. It's a good way to look at it. Like, that's kind of where I respect. As long as you don't, like, cross the line in terms of, like, being too insulting or, like, actually being demeaning, I think it's okay to, like, match the energy you receive. Yeah. I think that's acceptable as well. Yeah. To a certain point, though. To a certain point. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a line. There's a limit of it. But, like, I think it's got to be the most part plays within the limit. I think he does, too. It's got to be something really, like aggravating though if they're just like yeah. calling you out for being shit like you know you're not shit like yeah you're if he's coming at your family yeah if you come out that is like family or make it personal then 100 go for it yeah fair enough um all right one thing that i've been doing that i want to talk about here because we've we talked about ted lasso and how good ted lasso is yeah. and side note if you go to the apple store right now i think it's for anything you buy at the apple store they're handing out ted lasso stickers Really? Like it's like a meme, like you know those emoji, like Bitmoji or whatever the things that you get like through Apple that you can make of yourself. Yeah, they basically have those of Ted Lasso, so they're like oh, laptop cool. stickers of Ted Lasso. So if nice. you go, to, if you have an opportunity or you need to go to the Apple Store and you've been putting it off, go now because I think most Apple stores are handing out these stickers. So cash in on those because yeah. Ted Lasso Fire Show the stickers also pretty jokes. Grab a hold of those while you can. Um, but on the topic of TV shows, because it's been something that we've talked about on here, how I don't watch much TV, don't watch much movies. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot more lately. And whether it be sitting down and watching a movie or uh, actually watching TV shows, because actually a show that or movie that I watched, um, it was with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. Oh, I know what you mean. The Untouchables or something. Yes. what Whatever that one was. See, it's that one is the upside. Like I, the upside. The upside. Yeah, okay. So that one is like a remake of a, like a foreign film. Yes. But so I saw the I saw the original. Movie. Okay. Great movie. Great, great yeah. movie. I saw the original. So I didn't watch the one with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston because I watched like the French one or whatever it is. Right. Okay. Uh so I didn't never watch that one. But the one the OG movie of the same thing was great too. So I can only imagine. Okay. Love Kevin Yeah, Hart, I like I liked Cranston. it a lot. I thought it was a really, really good movie. So then mm-hmm. I was like, all right, here we go. Like I'm starting to get into TV shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Obviously watched Ted Lasso, which sucked because I caught up to Ted Lasso. And yeah. I went to watch the next one and was like, oh, comes out tonight though. I think. No, fr- Friday. I watched oh, the shit. most recent one. So okay, I haven't you, watched you've most got an episode yet. to I'm catch behind. up to. Yeah, yes, right. you've got an episode. I watched it yesterday uh during the during the day. I ended up catching up and watching the most recent one. Nice. But Another series and that I actually watched, and I started last Sunday. I put in a shift on this show. Yeah, Outer Banks. I started last Sunday, and I have one episode left, and I'm gonna watch it tonight after we record, like before I go to bed. Yeah, Outer Banks, incredible show, dude. I uh, okay, so I I did the same thing. I like put it off, and I've obviously heard all the talk about it and yada yada yada. So I finally decided, like, what, what like the same like same thing like hey this is my time i'm gonna start watching it yeah i started watching it and it probably took me like 
three three or four days to watch this to watch it two yeah yeah. Yeah. two seasons so i watched all of it i liked it i enjoyed it i thought it was entertaining i have a few takeaways okay Uh, yeah let's hear it let's talk about it okay maybe we can we'll we'll try to like not give spoilers no no uh in the best we can but we'll let's let's break it down yeah one i hate kiara yeah she's so back and forth so floppy yeah she kind of just fucks everybody over all the time yeah their antics you know what i'm talking about when she's like yelling at the guy and then everyone's like what the hell are you doing yeah yeah um and then (laughs) another thing john b is like the slitheriest guy like there's no way he just keeps on backing himself into a corner and then just finding a way to like he's just so slippery here's one thing which on to your point he's the greatest escape artist i've ever seen in my life yeah he's 16 years old and is just like the greatest escape artist ever ever yeah, i've ever I seen it's so impressive it is impressive this guy just like there's another scene where another guy in uh there's like in season two i was watching and there's another scene where the guy is running from a situation and he's kind of like in a swamp area yeah and he gets caught immediately and all i could think was like if that was john b john b's getting out of that somehow yeah. like there's no way he's getting caught also i just i honestly just pisses me off that they call him john b yeah, why do they got to call him John B? He's the only John. Yeah, you're the only John. And John B is longer than just saying John. John, yeah. And Just call and him like... Okay, even yeah. if his friends, even if his buddies or whatever want to call him John B, sure. Yeah. But for, for Sarah Cameron, like her, her his girlfriend, yeah. why is she still calling him John B? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like they're dating. Why are you... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it is kind of funny though because like he just like occasionally calls her Sarah Cameron. That's true. And it's her full name. I know. And other people in the show just call her Sarah Cameron. But you know what? I actually kind of like realized too is it's not just John B's friends that call him John B. It's everyone in the entire show. The calls police him John officers, B. like um, random what, people in random cities that are like Sarah's dad. Like it's like everyone's calling him John B. It's like what and the hell? B is just like the initial of his middle name. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not just, even a last initial. No, like John it's the R. That would make more name. sense. Yeah, because imagine like there was okay. So like at, when I went to Western, there was Zach Phillips and Zach Pollock. So neither of us could go by like Zach. And then neither of us could go by Zach P or like an initial. And then yeah. it ended up just being like kind of a shit show. Cause it was like Philly and Polly. Those were our nicknames. <laughs> yeah. But like you, you would like in high school, like we had like different Zach's and you just like narrow it down to last names and shit, but there's no other John. Like, why can't he just be John? I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it either. That's weird. I don't know if, what they were trying to do or like what, like, what did they have in mind? Like, I don't know. What, why? What? Just why? Just yeah. Why? 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 <laughs> okay. What else? What other t- takeaways do you got here? Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, I Rafe, hate the kooks. The, yeah, the kooks suck. Uh, yeah, I feel I kind They're of. They're all I, honestly, so over the top. They are. They all are over the top. I, I, Rafe is just such a, a meat dick, and then he's just just dumb. And then uh, I, I kind <laughs> of feel bad, honestly, for uh, Topper. No, I kind of feel bad for him. He just can't catch a break, man. This guy like just cannot catch a break. No, he can. He just keeps putting himself in the situation to not catch a break. I guess like so. he keeps doing it to himself. 
Like in yeah, that you played yourself. season, he played himself in the second <laughs> seat at the start of the second season. Like, I can't say why, but like, he just comes back and decides to like insert himself in the situation for no good reason at all. And just yeah. is like, yo, I have to be a part of this. And next thing you know, he's just like screwing himself over again. He plays I himself know. again. And it's like, yeah, I don't feel bad for him because part of the problem was the way they portrayed his character in the beginning of the first season. Yeah. And like he set himself up to be just another one of the kooks. And like, I feel like if when you start watching the show, like you just associate him with the kooks as it goes along, like he never really does anything to distinguish himself as being like a different kind of person. Yeah. And then I just like mentally associated him with the kooks and I hate the kooks. Cause like, yeah. they are all so over the top, like, preppy frat boy shit like that all the time and like what i mean is these guys are like they there's there's like a drug dealer in the town who nicks names them all country club they all are wearing like golf shirts and like pastel like colors all the time riding like sick pimped out cars their parents are so snobby and like they have these crazy boats and stuff and then the way it's not even just like what they say it's like the way they talk like they're like mannerisms is just like so annoying and it's it like is annoying. oh my god it gets on my nerves and then i just hated them do you want to cause a little bit of a controversy right now yeah why not let's go okay okay here's the hot take okay if you're in canada frats are fucking stupid you think yeah uh yeah, I don't really see any purpose of them. Right? It just like soaks your money for like four years. <laughs> for what? Like, are you paying to make friends? Like, you're not like by the time you're 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 legal in first year for the most part. And you know what's like kind of funny is that we so me and my friends like none of us were obviously part of frats, but we had friends who were in them. Yeah, and we just like went to all their parties with them. Uh-huh. Like went to all their bar nights. And just like paid to go to the bar that night. You know what I mean? So like we paid like the same that we would have paid to go to the bar any other night, but we just like went with them as opposed to like not going with them. And like we saved a significant amount of money and we had all the same friends and partied with all the same people and didn't have like bullshit meetings. Yeah. I guess I just it's just don't... like a networking thing. I don't like, I don't know. I, yeah, like... I don't know either. I just, they just seem so dumb to me. There's no like merit behind them in Canada. Like in the US, it's like a tradition. Like there, it's a thing. It's like something you're supposed to do. Yeah. In Canada, it's just almost like a wannabe kind of thing. It's like yeah. you see, like you see a bunch of like TFM shit, or you see like and not some stuff online, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna them. do that. Like, yeah. does Laurier have them? Laurier has a few frats. Really? I just I, yeah, I just don't I don't see the draw. I don't see the point. What's the yeah. point? I don't, I don't see it either. I don't know. I just and half had the people in frat, and it's like not even like frats in the states where they're just massive, old, beautiful homes, like old, like no crazy things where the whole frat like lives there. It's like maybe the president, like one other guy. It's just a normal house that they just happen to base out of. In fairness, in Western, like the there was like fifteen to twenty people that were all like on the board or whatever of the frat that lived in them because yeah. like I know one of them, one of the guys who was a high up in one of the frats was in my film studies grew he was like a really really nice guy like very nice and like i actually became friends with him after and would like talk to him hang out with him go to the bar with him whatever like he would actually just come to my house and hang out yeah but like we had to film some shit and we had to film it at his house 
because of the setting of like the show, the video that we were doing. And like, we went there and there was like 10 other guys, like all hanging out in the house. But it's like you said, it was like their house. So my house that I lived in was two separate units. Mm -hmm. So there was six of us in the bottom one, five in the upper one. So there's 11 there anyways. You could have basically just like taken their house and like put it in ours. And it was just like a normal house. It was just split into two units. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. there was nothing special about it. It was just a house like on a corner. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you're paying for. And I don't understand the draw. And it's a lot of money. It's, it's a, lot a lot of, of money. money and it's just, yeah. I, I just don't understand. Because like you got to think one of the main draw, like the one of the main pull factors why people join frats in the States is like drinking age is 21 you join a frat in your first year or whatever, and you can, you can party yeah. and like have a kind of an in, I yeah. guess. But with Canada. Why? 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 <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, dude, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't get it. I don't get it. So maybe um, if you're a frat, if you're a frat guy in Canada, like hit us up, let us know what, like what the whole, what's the appeal. Yeah. I want to know. I want to we'll hear put a poll on our story and see if you can cause some division in the comments or something. <laughs> okay. Like that. Okay. I like it. Um, yeah, so I guess to just to finish up about the Outer Banks, if you are looking for a show on Netflix to watch, to binge, go and do that one. If you like some like kind of adventure and like, it's, how would you describe it? Like, it's a little bit like it's intense, an, it's, like yeah. this. There's, yeah, it's, it's an intense show. It's definitely not what I thought it was going to be. No, I, same, same. I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be like another river. Because like, I was told by my girlfriend, like, oh, you've got to watch Outer Banks, watch Outer Banks. And I was like, I had seen it before a bunch of times. Never really thought it would interest me. Like, I'm like, eh, not for me. I thought yeah. it would be like another Riverdale or just some sort of like kind of hokey okay. thing. I never seen wrong. Riverdale. Neither have I. I just, but I just okay. kind of, so that's what I thought too. I, I, I never like, seen another Riverdale, teen drama. Like, like, yes, yes. It's just like another stupid thing. That's kind of and funny then, because I never saw Riverdale, but I also had the exact same thought of it's going to be like Riverdale and like Riverdale just didn't have the same height. So yeah. I was like, eh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I caved. I finally watched it and it was not what I wanted. It's not what I thought it would be in the best way. Like it, it's, it's, yeah, it surprised me in a good way. Yeah. I couldn't stop watching it. Honestly, Neither could like, I. I just Neither kept going. I. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Cool. Cool lifestyle. They got going down there. A crazy lifestyle. They got going down. There. Yeah. <laughs> just like no parents, like just yeah. living the Pogue, Pogue life. life. Yeah. <laughs> Pogue for life. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but it's also like there's just always some crazy like action going on. Like there's like yeah. fighting and like intense, intense scenes. Yo, actually, I do have to say one thing. And like, I don't think this ruins anything at all. There's a scene where someone gets attacked by a gator. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah, yeah. Is that not the just the is that not just like the dumbest fucking scene you've ever seen yeah they get it it's a 16 year old in the show 16 year old kid gets attacked by First a gator all, all the 16 year olds look like they're 26 and like they, they're, they're all just shredded and like yeah, they're all just big bodies like there's no way i think john b is like 28 in real life yeah he is, he is. And, and uh like i think a few of them are like 99s but even that's like I think the youngest people are like 99s or 2000s. Yeah, so it's mostly even like then, 98s like still, and 97s. Yeah, you're still yeah. like not 16 and you have yeah. been for a long time. And, and they're just 16. big, like they're built. But yeah. he gets, this guy gets attacked by a gator <laughs> and starts fighting the gator in the water and is like rolling around with this gator, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like someone comes over to help him to like fight the gator off. And they're holding this huge knife, I guess. Yeah. And they're just like blindly stabbing into the water. 
as this person fighting the gator is just like in a bear hug with the gator rolling, rolling. around in the water. So they got good timing to time that every time the gator's back is up. Bah, bah. Yeah. And, and they're like, not like missing a, either. Yeah, there's like a 50-50 chance you're hitting right in the dead of his back like square back because those yeah. things are rolling quickly doing their barrel roll gator thing and you're and then just he blindly just, just stabbing straight down at it yeah and then he just gets up after the gator slithers off from being all stabbed and shit yeah and he's just like wraps a handkerchief around his leg with gator yeah. bites and is good to go like he hobbles for like 30 seconds and then just just walking they again. never talk about it again after that too no it's, it's just, just like, that, like one and done it just yeah, happens it's one and done full time gets his calf like torn up or whatever and then and then the next episode like not a single mention like you got to think that at some point in a lull in conversation he'd be like hey man remember that time you get jumped by a gator <laughs> yeah. like not once do they talk about it another no, thing i found gone. funny just while we're poking picking holes at this show yeah another thing i found funny was like getting shot and like dying and coming back to life and then just coming me. back to life yeah, Yo, back to like, I, I may have to cut that one out because maybe a little. Do you think that's okay. a little bit of a spoiler? Or? It might be a little bit of a spoiler, but who cares? Like I've I've yeah. seen it, you've seen it. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm selfish enough. that way. Whatever. Okay. Uh, and uh, coming back to life. First of all, like Lindsay did some uh, did some like research. Apparently, there's only ten known cases ever of people being like resuscitated after flatlining. So one, that's not like a common thing. And two, she's just like ah. Ah, like oh no like and she's still running around running away from she the pulls the exact same move okay let's just go forward without saying the names and we'll just like play it okay, off that way okay, because then okay. people will like maybe not know i'll beep out the name i'll leave the part yeah. you said but yeah. she just continues on just like the other guy who got attacked by the gator uh-huh right because like she you dies, died 10 minutes ago Did comes you, no back talking and about then that? it's just humming along being chased by cops yeah and does any their friend group doesn't like doesn't think to stop and be like holy shit like you literally died yeah and you know what's funny too is that there's a scene where they go out in public and they go to a restaurant and she has a bullet hole in her shorts and blood like drenched on her shorts and like stained on her leg Mm -hmm. and not a single the person there says anything are you okay yeah like Like she's covered in blood and has a bullet hole in her shorts and they just like keep it moving keep it moving Jeez, yeah. yeah, let's talk about some resiliency. Oh my god. Yeah. But Speaking anyways. of uh for life, yeah. hope for life, just other shit for life. Yeah. Let's get into some this or that's this and that. This and that. This and that. This and that. This is a dog. That is a cat. This is a dog. All right, so earlier this week, this is what made me think about it. This isn't one I found online, but it, it was something that happened to me that actually made me like think about doing these this or that's this week. And McGee, this one is uh, basically what happened was, and it's actually kind of funny because the reason it, I thought about it is that it happened on back-to-back days. So on Tuesday, I woke up an hour and like 15 minutes before my alarm went off. And when I woke up and saw my phone, I was like, ah, yes. And I felt so relieved. And I went back to sleep, had like another hour and a bit of sleep, woke up to my alarm and got going. The very next day, I woke up about five or 10 minutes before my alarm and was so pissed off when I woke up and saw that I had five minutes until my alarm. So do you, do you feel the same? Like, or do you, would you like 
pick waking up an hour before. So I guess my question would be, would you rather wake up an hour before your alarm or five minutes before your alarm? I think I'd rather wake up five minutes before my alarm. Cause okay, knowing why? me, I, I always, whenever I wake up, like oh, with a lot of time before my alarm, yeah. either I get pissed off that I can't go back to bed or when I do go back to bed, I end up sleeping through my alarm. Oh, so I, okay. I always sleep longer. And then the worst is, is when you wake up like at your alarm or whatever, and you're still kind of half asleep. And mm. I've done this a few times, which is not good, but a few times I've like been really, like really tired and then kind of like woken up kind of half asleep and then either turned off my alarm or like changed and pushed my alarm back and then going back to sleep without noticing. And then I'm like, right. fuck, like I'll wake up and like, where the hell is my alarm? And I guess like half asleep, Ryan fucked it. Um, so yeah, but I'd rather do five minutes before because it's like, oh, that's great. Like I don't have to deal with the alarm sound. It's around the same time you want to wake up anyways. Um, yeah, I go five minutes before every day of the week. I, I go an hour before because I feel like when I wake up and I see that, I know like there's one choice in it for me and it's to go back to bed because I usually have a pretty easy time falling back to sleep at that point. Mm-hmm. And then when I do fall back asleep and I wake up at my alarm, I feel like I actually did get some kind of decent rest in that little time period. Whereas when I wake up five minutes before, I feel like there's some small short moment where I have like this mental battle of, do I just stay awake until my alarm goes off? Yeah. Or do I like, or do I get up now or do I try to fall back asleep? And then I waste some time and then I end up falling asleep. And then I have like three, four minutes of sleep. My alarm goes off again. And then I'm like, Oh fuck. And then I'm like cheese again. Whereas like, if I get up at the, with that five minutes, then I'm like, Oh, I wasted five minutes of sleep. Like I could have been five minutes less tired, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whereas that hour before I'm just like, I'm good to go. Let me just sleep for this hour, get it up. And like, the other thing is, I feel like it's just like an opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I've got some time until it's there. And like, you don't have like that panic. It is a good feeling. It is a good feeling. So I would go with that one. I would go with an hour before. I still, I think I'm sticking with, it's a good, I I like your reasoning. It is always a good feeling to wake up an hour before and know you have the option to either get up or go back to bed. But I think five minutes before consistently, um, assuming that I'm going to wake up fine and not be like a grouch, then yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, the next one we have here is would you rather win 50 million but everyone always asks for money or win 25 million but you stay completely anonymous? It's easy for me. I think I just go 25 million and stay completely anonymous. Because the thing I, is I'm like the same way. You just have the freedom to do whatever you want. I, I would have the freedom to pay for houses or help my family or whatever and Uh nobody has to ever know and i can stay quiet whereas the 50 million you're just going to be constantly annoyed to to give money to people and like depends on the kind of person you are whatever but maybe you'll feel inclined to give money to people or you'll just get really pissed off that people are asking you so you'll start giving money away so that they stop asking you and it's just like going to be a whole hassle it is and it says everybody too that's a lot of people random guys in the street asking yeah it would be too much too much of a burden carrying that around. Like it may open yourself up to, to if everybody knows may, it may open yourself up for like a robbery or like yeah. some sort of like, uh, the other thing too here, McGee is like 50 million is a lot of money, obviously. So cutting it in half is like significant amount, but like 25 million is nothing to scoff at. No, not at all. <laughs> like you could do some damage with 25 million. You could set yourself up very, very well for the rest of your life with $25 million. I agree. I think it's got to be 25. Just getting berated with 
that's a quick way to ruin relationships, friendships, family, even. Um, Yeah. That's just tough. And I wouldn't want any part of that. Okay. Next question. Would you rather know how you're going to die or know when you're going to die? Definitely how. I think knowing when is just, that's just like eerie recipe for disaster. It is eerie. Yeah. I'm how could be how could be bad too though? Because it's like it may be like, oh, you die like in the water. So then what? You're just avoiding water for the rest of your life. Like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. Because it's like on one hand, like on one hand, like if you know when you're going to die, like you almost have a life, you almost have like a clock going. Mm-hmm. of like okay i'm gonna die at 68 years old in february so you have like a clock of like always thinking about that's when you're gonna die but like okay you know what actually i think i might have just like mentally twisted this in my own head into going to know when you're going to die because yeah. the thing is that knowing how you're going to die is a huge toss-up because it's just like what you just said if someone says you're going to die in a boating accident like i'm gonna deprive myself of boating for like as long as I possibly can until it becomes obviously necessary to where I die. Because every time I'm like, I don't know, is this the time that I die? I don't know. And like, I don't want to do it. And then like, obviously at some point you're going to end up doing it and then you die. So like Mm -hmm. knowing how you're going to die could be very, very tough because like, Oh, okay. Maybe you find out like you're going to die of cancer. And then it's like, you just, yeah, it could be, you're going to die. You're going to choke. You're gonna yeah, and food. You're I can drink gonna my again. water right now and and choke and die. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. And I'd be like stressing about drinking my water. I'm not water thirsty alone. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, how, when you're going to die, the one thing is, you know, the Tim McGraw song of "Live Like You're Dying." Yes. There yeah, you go. Live like you're dying. Like you know, you're gonna die at this point, so you know, it. like I have this amount of time to get in there. I'm just gonna live as happy as I can until that point. Not stress about anything because that's my time limit. That's where I, I have until, and I'm just gonna live it up until then so i think I that it. that's like the adverse way to, the i think way i'm gonna go one as well that reminds me of this like oh this is a movie i watched a while ago i think justin timberlake's in it but it's a movie where everybody has like a life clock and okay. uh it's like i guess it's like i think it's like embedded in their forearm or like you have some like clock but you can i think the rich people you have to buy time and then the rich people have like a lot of time and the poor people right. obviously can't afford it. So their clocks are like low and then you can transfer time. Like if you like, I guess you can give some other people like your time. Right. I can't remember what it's called, but I, oh God. Interesting concept. It's called in time. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. It is Justin Timberlake. Yeah. It's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. I, I remember enjoying it, but uh, I'll have to watch it again. Just, just, is that Emma Stone? Who the hell's? <laughs> I don't know who who is it he's in it with, but it's it's a decent movie. All right. Um, next question here. Always go barefoot or always go topless. That's so tough. <laughs> oh no man. shoes, no shirt, but I still get service. You know what? I'm gonna go always go barefoot. Because you can go, is barefoot like no shoes either, or just no socks? I think no shoes. Like barefoot, bro. Barefoot. Either way, you're royally screwed. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I go always go topless. Okay. Because I got I got mad at people for having exposed feet at the bars. 
Yeah, the flip flops at the bar. Uh huh. So I think I'm gonna always go topless. Yeah, you don't want to. What if your tarps off at the bar? You know, my thought process is being topless all the time may motivate me to just have the best body ever. Because I think if you're actually, I like that. I like if you're a chiseled guy, I think you can get away with it. Okay. If you're just like really ripped and just like, damn, he's like, oh, that guy looks good. You go to a a fancy restaurant, like, like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to look at. This guy's like in good shape. Like good for him. Yeah, fair enough. I like but it. Maybe some internal motivation. Whereas okay. barefoot is just inexcusable. Yeah. Uh, all right. I like that. I'm, I'm on the same page, actually. I, there's no disputing that one. Just topless it is. And then you've got one more here, McGee. For I've us. got one too. I was at a little like park day today with some friends. Uh, shout out Dan Kreiderman, longtime listener of the show. Um, guy who hooked me up with my current student house. Pass it on down to me. He's moving up to BC to uh he got, got a transfer at work and starting his his new life in, in vancouver so congrats lad i'm sure you'll enjoy it have a great time uh but he kind of was talking about potato chips versus tortilla chips and what you'd prefer for the rest of your life so i just thought that'd be a, a good this or that potato chips or tortilla chips for the rest of your life uh do they have to be plain tort- uh, potato chips I don't think so. No. Okay. Then potato chips. Cause there's so many varieties of potato chips. Yeah. But I Look think at- that like tortilla chips are like Doritos too. Doritos are, are classified as tortilla chips. Okay. But I they're still like plain tor- tortilla chips, hint of lime tortilla chips, Doritos. Mm-hmm. That's about it. But there's also different flavors of Doritos. I think that you could have like, oh, but like the sp- flavors of Doritos are still limited. There's a spider on my wall. I got to get them. But like, if you go potato chips, McGee, like, you've got all. Remember when we went down the whole breakdown of potato chips and the different flavors of potato chips, and like, we we could literally have like a potato chip draft of like the best potato chips ever. We could, but I wouldn't want to eat uh, potato chips with like sour cream and salsa. Like, think about nachos. You can never have nachos again. You, you got, could like- though, because because hold on, like, you could find a way to get like different kinds of potato chips that are made different ways that would actually work with that i think like even if you just went with like plain unsalted potato chips you could like you could make nachos and it would be acceptable you could also you could also use hell of a good dip you could like you could acceptably put cheese on like original potato chips i think and then there's also so many flavors there's just so many flavors I still think I'm sticking with my guns, man. Maybe I'm just calling me a health nut, but <laughs> I think I'm tortilla, tortilla chips till the day I die over, over, over potatoes. Oh, man. Because I think the difference is one that they're just made of corn. Tortilla chips are just corn based. Yeah. Still. Hmm. <laughs> That's tough. Oh, God. I don't know. I just think like so many flavors. And then even if you want like the tortilla aspect, like, or the uh, nacho aspect or whatever, you could make it work with different kinds of potato chips. Whereas like tortillas, like what I'm assuming is that you can't create, you can't just go out and create new flavors of tortilla chip. You have to just go with the pre-existing ones. Okay. Like, let's say like the types of tortilla chips that already exist, you have to rock with those. There's just limited options. Like it's very good. You can make many kinds of nachos, uh-huh. but 
it runs out. It runs, it'll run out of some kind of interesting interest like to you all right all right you've convinced me i think i'm team potato chip now yo here's the other thing remember when you're in elementary school and you'd like trade with some people shit at lunch and you end up taking like lay's original and you like throw them (laughs) on your sandwich oh yeah did you ever do that with tortilla chips no no right so like even that like you can just throw that in there and like that's a whole different aspect that's a whole new ball game man Hmm. That is, oh, fuck. They're definitely more versatile, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with yeah. potato chips. Um, right. so that was the last this or that. But I had a little this or that on our Instagram the other day. Yeah, and it was whether Tom Cruise. For those who don't know, Tom Cruise has a has one tooth that's it centered in his mouth. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can easily just Google it and look at pictures of Tom Cruise. This guy's got like a center tooth. So my my like uh, question to everybody was. Does Tom Cruise's center tooth make his uh, face more or less symmetrical? I'm going to be honest. I think you found like a very, you have to look at it a certain way to think it's a center though. I don't disagree that it is centered, especially when you look at his nose in comparison, but it's not dead center. The image I found was pretty biased. Like It was it insanely was... dead center. <laughs> I know. So I did kind of, I did kind of, uh, skew the hey like here's the the thing if you were to just google and you didn't you never heard what mcgee just said you googled tom cruise smiling or just tom Tom cruise Cruise whatever you would probably look at it and just think like maybe it's slightly off or you wouldn't even think about it at all but because mcgee said his tooth is centered i think it's in my head that it is and then when you see the photo that mcgee put on the story it's so insanely centered (laughs) but like when i'm looking at these other photos now mcgee after hearing what you had said his tooth is centered you just have to look for it to be centered because the way his nose is it points like over that tooth yeah the nose it does point (laughs) so what is your answer because there's this one picture where it's clearly like a mirrored image and the tooth is just like (laughs) directly in the middle yeah that's pretty funny but my answer I said more symmetrical just to stir the pot and get things going, but I actually think that it makes it less symmetrical because it's obviously the one tooth is, is a, like there are two front teeth. So having one front tooth of the two right in the center automatically makes it less symmetrical because you've still got another identity. You have the same number of teeth. Yeah. 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 Same. I agree. I think it makes it less symmetrical as well. (laughs) because <laughs> the thing is like he doesn't have like one tooth and then like you know those two like smaller teeth on either yeah, side of yeah. your like big teeth there's he doesn't have like one and then the yeah there's one more big tooth yeah so like it's definitely less symmetrical yeah but the pole was close it was close yeah i mean less symmetrical was running away with it for a while but then it got, got caught back up and i honestly haven't looked at the results uh recently but i'm pretty sure less symmetrical one all right well McGee, I think that does it for episode 94. Yeah. What an episode it's been. We're mo- moseying on down to uh, episode 100 here. We got some some things coming up, some things we're working on. So we'll get those out to you guys as soon as we can. Um, our takeaway for this episode, McGee. Um, if you're the, the partner of an athlete, leave them alone. Let them do their thing. Yeah, let them be. Shut if you're dating any kind of athlete that is going to go pro, whether you're a guy, a girl, whatever the case may be, 
however you identify, if your partner is going to be a professional athlete or a high level athlete in some way, shut up, let them be, let them do their thing. Don't get in the way unless they ask you to don't do it on your own. Don't go out there and do it. That is our takeaway for episode 94. Um, another one, watch outer banks, be prepared. It is a little bit cringy. It is a little bit like, yeah, but it is, I found it very, very enjoyable. And I usually see the shit that's like hokey and stuff and be like, ah, not for me. This one, I was like, yeah, I can't stop watching this. Like I have one more episode tonight to finish off season two. I'm pumped to watch it, but I'm also sad because then there's no more episodes to watch after that. Um, coming for season three. Yeah, exactly. But Outer Banks, I definitely recommend watching it. I really enjoyed the show, and I think people out there would enjoy it as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that about does it for episode ninety four. McGee, what do you got to say? Um, I got to say, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is an enjoyable show. Um, back to school soon for for all those who are going back to university. So have fun, Philly. One last question I wanted to ask you before we we uh, let go and and end yeah. the episode is in honor of a back to school. Um, thing one, Ladapalooza celebrating our episode 100 will be happening. Yeah, and two, I want to know what's something that was like a go to staple for you, like going back to school. What was something that like you had to do or something that you wanted to do, look forward to most about getting back to school? Um, hmm. I don't know. I, re- I always remember just the feeling of getting back to school and the weather being nice and like wanting to spend time outside. So, like. I guess along the lines of that, there was three things and they kind of all end up tying together because usually, like you said, last episode, they kind of led to each other. Um, one was like playing sports outside with my friends, basketball, football, uh, whatever the case was, spike ball, hanging out outside, like getting to just get back and be outside. And then the other thing would be day drinks, um, yep. hanging out at someone's house in someone's front lawn, someone's backyard, day drinking. Um, and then the other thing specific to Western, cause that's where I went to school, Barney's, uh, it was an outdoor patio. It was always bumping. You just go there. Like they'd have sports on the TV, sit outside at booths at the, at the tables, whatever it was, bringing food, pictures nonstop. And then you go to someone's house that night, just working your way around. And it was just so nice to be outside hanging out with your friends back drinking again. So I guess like that's a very generic answer, but like sports, um day drinks Sports, beers and outdoors yeah nice. yeah That's how unreal. about you um i think the same thing man i'm just hoping to take advantage of that backyard it's gonna be good to see all the roommates again um yeah planning ladapalooza that's what i gotta go on that's what yeah I fair enough to. but uh for all those heading back to school stay safe have fun enjoy the freedom away from the parents we know that can get uh kind of annoying at what 19 to 23 or 22 whatever the age demographic may be but yeah, have some fun on your own and make reasonable decisions. That's all for me. All right, Mickey. Great episode 94. Um, you got this one. Yeah. As always, catch us next week. Same time, same place, same launch. Cheers, lads and lads. <laughs>